0: This is Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Thanks to Bluebet, bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Bluebet, what are you really gambling with?
1: Ow! Happy Cup Day, Daisy. Yeah,
2: same to you, Fat. Hopefully, we tip a winner this afternoon.
1: Guess what? You won't see me if we do. <laughs> About time old Fat has a nice little day off and we've got a very very special podcast today to help you find a winner. That's it, Bens.
2: We've got a full preview of the Melbourne Cup with some of the biggest names in racing and some of the people involved
1: in today's race. Spot on, we'll speak to Jaden Short and Nathan Broad from the Tigers. They own a share of Sulkham, who's not a bad shout, the Savo.
2: No, plus we talked to legendary jockey Michelle Payne, who, of course, famously won the 2015 Cup aboard Prince of Penzance.
1: And we'll speak to the voice of racing, the man who will be calling the Cup Matt Hill.
2: But first, a man who won the Cox plate and has been given the ride of last year's oh. Cup winner gold trip, Mr. James McDonald. J Mac. <laughs> Done it. The genius of James McDonald. Now, Bill, is, is I will tell way. you I get some guessing. Yes. I told you yesterday that would happen. Yes. I said yes. I would get this man, and we have sorted it out. That was his wife, Caitlin, crying with excitement when Thetica. this man punched out Romantic Warrior to get the job done. J Mac, thank you so much for coming on, mate. When your heads were down, did you think you'd won it?
3: <laughs> no, I was pretty close. Bit close for comfort, but anyway, I'll I'll take it, and we're lucky enough to get the right end of the uh, the stick there. But it was pretty. Yeah, it was a pretty phenomenal race, really, and he was it was a good horse to win because I don't think he was a hundred percent, but he was close to it. But he was um yeah, it was a phenomenal race. Because we heard the trainer
1: during the week, J Max, say didn't like Werribee, and he didn't think the horse was wound up totally. So well, that's a good win if it's only ninety percent fit.
3: Yeah, well, it's hard enough for winning any race being ninety percent fit, let alone a Cox Plate, one of our greatest weight for age races of uh, in in the land. Mm. And, but he's an outstanding horse, this, and he's um, he's a credit to Peter and Danny, who who, who was um, brave enough to bring him down. Obviously, we all know race racing in Hong Kong is a very powerful jurisdiction, obviously with a lot of money, and they didn't probably need to come down, but they showed a bit of courage mm. and brought him down, and I'm glad they got the rewards in the end because it would have been a long trip back but he's a yeah very proud of everyone and and the horse himself too what about
2: during the race
3: is there a point where
2: you know you think you've got enough horse under you to be super competitive or go on and win it
3: oh to be honest with you not this one last year i was pretty confident from from the moment i left the stalls or leaving leaving the first time out of the straight but this year not so much it was um hard in your mouth sort of stuff the whole way around it was there wasn't one point of the race where I was like really confident that because I was very, very happy with the position I'm in, but he just never really traveled like a, a real winner. Where last year, Animo, he just idled up and, <laughs> and uh, did enough to win, but he this one, he's, he just fell in, which was a blessing, I suppose, for well, we got the right end of the stickers. I spoke before, but yeah, we were pretty lucky.
2: I've seen the photo finish, and I don't know if this is a, a trick that you use or all jockeys use you had your hands almost past the ears onto the top of the horse's head to get it down. Is that something everyone does, or is that just a spur-of-the-moment thing?
3: Yeah, I think it's a oh, well, spur-of-the-moment thing, because obviously um, the inside two jockeys didn't have the same, but it's all all all, all the way um, how the horse's positioning at the time. Obviously, uh, Romantic Warrior was stretched out to the max, and uh, Brightside was coming back, so... There's obviously different positions for how the horse is stretching and um, that's what counts in the end, isn't it? A millimetre or a centimetre of... uh of a nose. So it was amazing what um, that centimetre can do, especially Ooh. for celebrations or <laughs>
1: <impersonations>. <laughs> money. <laughs> Talking to James McDonald or Jay Mack as he's known in the industry, of course, he rode Cleveland Friday night right? at the Mooney Valley Cup. Nice win there. And then uh, yeah. Romantic Warrior just uh, edging out Mr. Brightside. And Kieran Maher made the announcement Saturday night that you're going to ride Gold Trip in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, it's a
3: ripping ride to pick up. Obviously, Mark Zara had the, the hard decision of um, picking between the two horses yeah. that he's got a good association with. And fortunate enough, we got landed with his, um, his off cast so to speak. But um, it's a fantastic <laughs> it's, ride. It's, it's it's nice cool off cast yeah. yeah. Very good um, pick-up ride. And um, he should be in the in the race up to his ears. He obviously won it last year. And, yeah, I'm thrilled to be on him. He's, he's going to be awfully hard to beat and looking forward to... The Melbourne Cup this year finished off really
2: well. I think mm. ran into six on the weekend on the tight track. Get to Flemington, yeah, no uh, worries about that. But you're, what about you're the, leader? the two
1: racing guys, right? So Caulfield Cup, how far? Twenty four hundred. Back to two thousand and forty, and then to thirty two. Is that good for the horse,
3: J Mac? Well, he he did it last year, didn't he? And he, and one thing about it, he's going to be as fit as a fiddle. So there'll be no excuses right with the fitness. He's not going to be ninety percent anyway. So. um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's such a, he's a war horse and um, he's just got a fantastic record. And any rain around would suit him oh, down to yeah. the
2: ground. The big <laughs> one this weekend coming up, the Derby. Are you down here staying, or are you going up to Sydney?
3: Oh well, I'll head back to Sydney for the midweek races, and yeah. then uh, back down for Derby Day on Thursday. So uh, we've got a we've got a brilliant week ahead. Obviously, with um, Flemington Cut Week, it's one of the great week racing weeks of the year, and got some. Beautiful rides, so hopefully we can knock one or two or three off for this year, uh, this year as well. Yeah.
2: All right, so Saturday, one mm. or two rides. What are the one <laughs> or two best for all the loyal family out there who might have a couple of pennies each way?
3: I've got I've got three ripping Group One rides. They're they're all in the market, so they should be hard to beat. But um, the one I'm looking forward to is um, I got Riff Rocket in the Derby. He, he's a he's a pretty good horse and. Uh, the one I'm really looking forward to, I think, will run extremely well is Shinzu and the Coolmore. There's just a little bit of a sense of timing. Obviously trained by Chris Waller, who's who's very good at prepping these horses for these races. And golden he's slipper. a beautiful colt. Last year, Golden yeah. Slipper winner, so um, he should be right in this race. I, I, I was really happy with his um, trial the other day up the straits. So Reef Rocket, even went, though it's going to be a strong race. Reef oh, Rocket was,
2: went down a couple of weeks ago, build a dollar thirty-five. I see that. <laughs> Not ideal.
3: Yeah. And uh, Stick beat him. Stick,
1: Stick with Shinzu beat my horse. What was, Steel but, City? Steel City. <laughs> <laughs> Still running, I think. Oh, no, it's a bit. She got a bit oh. tired, poor old Steel City. But um... that's a good horse, though. Oh, and OJ, there well, is... jump on it, J Mac, <laughs> will you? Mate, I got it ready for someone, and then I never seen it again. Oh, today. oh, well, that's all right. It's a bit sore, but that's all right. She'll come back, mate. She'll be back. Now,
2: thank you very much for talking to us. Yeah. All the very best for a big spring carnival and Flemington carnival. Yes. We hope you've ride some winners, and hopefully, we've had a penny or two on them.
0: Oh, beautiful. This is the Rush Hours Special Melbourne Cup Podcast. A couple of Richmond Premiership stars
2: who could be celebrating another cup this Tuesday. Nathan Broad and Jaden Short join
0: us. The ball will sit for Broad, 50 metres out, twists and turns, and gets around Butler. Did it nicely. He might as well pin the ears back and have his own crack at goal. Why not? Nathan Broad. Jaden Short from 55. From 55. Another big
4: long kick that goes straight through the middle.
2: Well, whoever puts that together has done well. A goal from you, Brody. <laughs> you yes. kick a few, Shorty,
5: but boys, welcome. Thanks, Borge. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I'm a bit nervous coming back on after last time, but well, yeah. last time you were on the rush hour, you told us about your eight day, yeah, <laughs> eight day clock,
1: and how it nearly fell off. Which very interesting. We got some good info from him, by the way. Well, yeah, David. that's
5: why I'm a bit worried. He's here again, so I don't know what he's got up his sleeve. But here we are. Does anyone bring that up, or is it just? Yeah, my beautiful wife. Yeah, <laughs> I end oh, up finding out. Literally.
1: And what about Sulkin? We got to ask you about oh, that. Yeah. Probably won't ask you, Shorty. We'll ask you, no. Uh, no. (laughs) It'll win. It'll win. (laughs) It'll (laughs) win. Because a couple of really good runs, but uh, unfortunately, last start, I think we've got it here, Rabsy, just Mm -hmm. didn't go.
6: Still. They make a good line and they're racing and West blows. hesitated, missed the start two or three, Sulcum six lengths last early then came Francesco Gardi, Montefilia. Sulcum well back, Duke Sessa. further back is Gold Trip, who's 15 off the lead from Francesco Gardi. then a gap, Sulcum well back in the field, Montefilia <laughs> fight the Caulfield Cup, narrowly from West blows and Gold Trip. fourth <laughs> right you are, oh, oh. followed then by Valiant King Sulcum. Sulkham, there it is there
1: what about we put that on the audio?
5: The boys are swung around
1: they're watching <laughs> the a race. On the... <laughs> the they're last I was thinking
5: they're running in the wrong direction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you idiots. Uh, that would have been disappointing because you're all there at the track and you would have backed it and you'd oh. hope for a nice little jump out of the barriers and she just he or she just got stuck.
5: Yeah, he we when we got him over from England, he wasn't great out of the barriers and right. we knew what we were investing in, but um. yeah, the Caulfield Cup was shocking. Uh, it was its worst one to date, which was disappointing. And yeah, from there on in, it was, it was never going to win. So um, yeah, we keep the same weight going into the Melbourne Cup. Mm. If you're going to look at a bonus ah. coming out of that. So carries a 53.5 and, a half and um, yeah, the Magic Man Joey's Ooh. on board now. So um, yeah, hopefully it's all up to the racing gods now. Everything's ready to go. The Cup's the grand final, the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, it always has been. Uh, Chris said for us, he said if it wins anything else, that's a bonus and we haven't won anything else, so hopefully he's right. So, um, but no, yeah, can't wait to get down there and watch it just to have a runner. Um, is unbelievable. So, yeah. Can't wait. Shorty, you had a good chat the other day with the Journos. Yeah. How'd that go? Oh,
4: yeah. Who's well, a jockey? Sure. I've only just started liking horse racing in the last <laughs> week or so. Um, <laughs> Who's a jockey? This is, this is a
5: true story. Oh. Two weeks before Sulkin started going good, he goes, Oh, I want to get out of this. How do you sell your share? Oh. How you, all we do is pay bills and blah, blah. blah. Next yeah. thing it comes and Wins paying 25 bucks and shorty's the first black. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, yeah yes. we,
4: we got told not to back it that day, so I didn't even put any money on it. Um, <laughs> what are you wearing to the cup? I will just wear the stock standard, the security outfit. Nice. Got the, the black suit. Yeah. That's stock standard for me, Bill. Is don't, it? Nothing I don't, else. NATO Venture Outlaw like He carries on in a grey suit. Everything's got a private good.
5: security guard everywhere. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. You know, he carries on and I'm just flying to the radar. On just. on a nice light suit or something. Bill, I'm, I'm four foot nothing. I can't walk around in that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 70 kilos. What are you wearing?
5: <laughs> uh, I've got a guy back home in Perth, our suit vault, sorting me out with a nice suit. I thought, oh. you're only in Melbourne Cup once, what so fun. why not treat myself? And then you all watch it together, and then well, imagine if it wins. What have you oh. thought what you're going to do? he
4: keeps going, do you reckon it's going to be better in the grand final?
5: I'm not sure about that, Broad. It won't beat 17, but it'll top nine in 20 winning the (laughs) Roman (laughs) Cup. Tell us about this photo you're
1: holding up, Daisy, because where uh, was that produced? There's a photo of all the boys in Salkham. It looks like
2: this would be organised by somebody within the group. So maybe a media outlet's reached out to you and said, hey, boys, pick up a story, roll with it through a paper, and you have to carry on like absolute twats by the look of it. You're all pretend cheering for a horse in the stands. Holding race books, Lynchy. What's Lynchy's suit? Where'd that come from? <laughs> he got that at Sayers. That's, <laughs> that?
5: <laughs> That's just a quiet day at races. There just was no one in the crowd. There was
1: no one there. No. That was that was a, a, that was
5: a it, Tuesday it was, morning. <laughs> A Pissing fake. Rain, yeah. Caulfield.
1: Oh, <laughs> so who
4: teamed that up? Ray Walt. Yeah. Yeah, Ray Walt. He needed to pay for a share in one of those horses, <laughs> so
2: he's organised that. What about that? Hey, boys, all the very best we <laughs> sold Tuesday,
1: them. yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, we hope that it uh, goes on and jumps out the barrier and you get to salute and have a bloody good time. We appreciate you coming in. No, thanks, thanks, thanks for boys. Cheers.
0: This is the Rush Hour's special Melbourne Cup podcast.
2: Daisy Thomas and Billy Brownless. this is Triple M's Rush Hour and the Lexus Melbourne Cup, over 3,200 metres, jumps at 3 o'clock and this man, Matt Hill, will be calling his 7th Melbourne Cup
0: Our next guest is the voice of racing and he'll be calling them past the post at Flemington tomorrow Gold Trip is brave, 100 to go, a length and a half in Missouri. Gold Trip is going to win the Lexus Melbourne Cup Please welcome Matt Hill Yes. Effectively
2: Grand Final Eve for this man, Bill. no. Nervous. Nervous. Matty, welcome (laughs) to the show, buddy.
6: Oh, absolute joy to join you, boys. Uh, Gee, between uh, you guys and Rabs, what would that trifecta pay? That would uh, pay enormous. (laughs) Write your own ticket, Matty boy. Uh,
1: Uh, Indeed. How many times have you looked at the 24 horses uh, in the Melbourne
6: Cup? A lot. Yeah, (laughs) I I must say... uh, it's quite a relief once the field comes out so on the Saturday night so you can sit and just study, study, study. Uh, and and the funny thing about it, uh, Billy, is you know the horses, yeah. you know, uh, but you just keep studying them and just make sure they're completely ingrained uh, in your brain. But, uh, look, it's an honour to do it. I mean, it's such an amazing Spectacled. I mean, we're a pretty young country, and to think this is the 163rd time we're running a, a horse race on a public holiday—it's it's a pretty special deal. And uh, to to be uh, a little part of it is great fun.
2: Maddie, do you get annoyed at the owners when they name their horses stupid names that are hard to read? Uh, <laughs> yes,
6: yeah, so depending if they uh, deliberately try and stuff the race caller up. Uh, <laughs> Irish wristwatch was one of the all-time <laughs> best. Um, that was a beauty. Um, but uh, most of the time, we have to know every language now uh, yeah. because there's so many different languages. And uh, I know that there's a horse going around tomorrow called Bezo, who's named after a Dutch goalkeeper. And, oh. you know, you've just got to uh, do the research and find out to how to say these names half the time. Can, Can you tell to... me
2: what a Dashwan Sweet Junior is? Oh.
6: I, all I know is it's an Asian name. So uh, the Q is pronounced ch. But no. I have absolutely no idea what it means. Because I did well, that,
2: Bill. I did yeah. the cross for it on uh, the Spidey on 7. It? I called it Daquian Sweet Junior.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> would have loved it. That's how it's bloody spelled. What about uh, 15? Number 15. What's, what is number 15? <laughs> oh, last of kosher.
6: Oh, last gotcha. Oh, there you <laughs> go. close enough. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, you were, you were pretty close. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, because she was uh, raised in France, uh, she's quite tiny, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a bit concerned about uh, that particular horse getting the 3,200 metres, which, which you really have to be careful for. The 24 runners, probably half of them won't be able to make the distance.
1: Now tell us about your day. I'm intrigued. You go along, you put your best suit on, you yep. have your favourite and uh, lucky jocks and all that. Go yep. to the races. Now, do you have a, a little office or you got a booth or what is what's your setup?
6: Yeah, so very similar to a you know a broadcast box of other sports, yep. uh, a box right on the finish line. Uh, so there's uh, and the great thing about calling races is um, it's just the bare bones really. It's a bench with a microphone stand <laughs> and a pair of binoculars and away we go. Uh, and, uh, cheat, and a cheat. public address system and a cheat sheet with my 24 sets of colours, and all of the uh, information is sort of stored up in the old. Uh, yeah. junkyard uh, up in the brain, and, <laughs> uh, and we do our level best. But the thing is, we've got six races to knock over before the Melbourne mm. Cup, so a little bit of study has to go into those as well. Um, there's a horse called Elfingston, I believe. Oh. It's just about to lay down mazair oh, on no. uh, Tuesday. Um, but um, overall, it's just a great day. And uh, by the end of it, you, you sort of you've had enough. You're exhausted, yeah. but it's so rewarding. So when you call, do you have the
1: binoculars yeah. on the whole race? Because at times they would be a k away, but mm. if they come around the straight in front of you, do you take? You just look at it. Yes, yeah, no. the last last
6: no, it's a good question yes. because um, you know, with a hundred to go, yeah. um, you know, uh, you can you can use your naked eye, uh, but, but for most of the track, you use your binoculars. Um, and yeah. the great thing about binoculars, they can throw as many TV monitors in the box as they like. Uh, they won't go down on you. A pair of binoculars, they're just they they won't. Uh, there's no technical uh, issues <laughs> with a pair of binoculars. <laughs> I, about... I, didn't, I didn't say that. Just in <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> the look well, I got from yeah.
2: <laughs> what about the famous lines? So there's always one there ready to go. Do yeah. you rehearse any of them? binoculars got... won't go down. <laughs> <laughs> if, if something storms to the front, if Oban storms to the front, have you got something in the brain ready to go?
6: Uh, possibly. Uh, there's a, a chance. Um, the thing with the Melbourne Cup is there's so many stories. You know, there's... Um, you know, without a fight, Mark Zara decided to go against Gold Trip yeah. to ride him. Ooh, you've yes. got Gold Trip looking to be the sixth multiple winner. Uh, you've got the two Irish horses. And, I mean, there's a bit of synergy with uh, the favourite Vauban. Uh, he comes from a place called County Carlo, where George Watson came from in the 1850s. And he migrated to Australia and uh, basically created the Victoria Racing Club. Oh, so. Oh
2: there's That's plenty of stories before, there
6: <laughs> yeah plenty of stories there and uh but the great thing about the melbourne cup uh, for a race caller is i call two thousand races a year and i'm basically judged on the last 20 seconds of the <laughs> melbourne cup exactly. so you don't want to make it too complicated
1: all right your best tip and a roughie, because i dare say you get a lot of tips do you
6: more tips than a L'Oreal marquee, I do. Uh, but I, look, I think um,
3: <laughs> he's I'm on 4 <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm thinking uh, the top two, uh, Voban Gold Triple, fight it out. Right. Uh, and I reckon if there's an absolute stinking ruffie, yes, that can fill a hole, it's probably uh, there's probably a couple of them, Makita sushi and more Fallon's. There you go. Mm. Oh, no, here we go. The
1: last 150 metres fifty have come around <laughs> the band. <laughs> clock tower. C- clock tower. C- clock
6: tower. And we throw it over to you, Maddie Hill. Right, Daisy's absolutely on fire, and Billy Brownless is wandering off a true line there at the Cremorne <laughs> Hotel at the 150, <laughs> but moving up is Vauban for Ireland the neck in front of Gold Trip, and they're stride for stride without a fight late. And then came Ellen Kerr, 50 metres to go. Billy's unconscious at this point. <laughs> they go down towards the line. Gold Trip has just beaten Vauban in the belt. Melbourne Cup, how about that? Oh, wow. That is unbelievable. unbelievable. I'm going to back old trip now.
1: Hey, oh, You're a bloody star, Maddie. We love it. All the best tomorrow, and we'll have a beer maybe Saturday week <laughs>
6: <laughs> if we survive that long. Exactly. <laughs> Good on you, mate. It's always a pleasure.
0: This is the Rush Hour's special Melbourne Cup podcast. Daisy Thomas and Billy
2: Brownless and Michelle Payne broke down barriers as a jockey, but at the end of the season, she'll be hanging up the whip, and she joins us now on the Rush Hour.
0: Our next guest kicked the door down in the 2015 Melbourne Cup. Prince of Pinsett from Max Dynamite. Prince of Pinzance, history in Flemington, Michelle Payne. Prince of Pinsett from Next Dynamite. And sent a powerful message to the racing community.
7: It's such a chauvinistic sport. I know some of the owners were keen to kick me off Prince and just want to say to everyone else can get stuff because they think women aren't strong enough but we just beat the world.
0: Here to preview tomorrow's big race, please welcome Michelle Payne.
2: Welcome, Michelle. <laughs> that is an <laughs> iconic phrase. That is as good as it gets. Stuff you, we've beaten the world. Get <laughs> <It's> stuffed. <laughs>
7: Never going to live that one down. No,
1: but. exactly. You know that. You're in the media now. How was that on Saturday?
7: Loved it out there. was working alongside Eddie Maguire and the team at Channel 10, and uh, it was a great day to start the carnival. We had some um, some great excitement. Jamie Carr back in the winner's circle. Rachel King taking home the Coolmore, so it was a great start to the week.
2: How do you go out there with Big Ed? We had him on the other day, and... I think he was in here for about 40 minutes and Bill and I got three and a half words in each. No, one question each. Yep. How (laughs) did you go?
1: Because he pumped your good good self up, Michelle. Have a listen.
2: And Michelle Payne has gone in two campaigns. She spoke at the Carbon Club uh, today and she's articulate. Mm. She knows her stuff and I think she's got the potential to be uh, the next Francesca Comani on the international scale. I I saw her over over in London at Ascot and... uh, she was killing him over there. She's mm. so good.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah.
7: Very kind words from Eddie. There, um, doing my best. Love working with the team, and love being out in the mounting yard, too. Giving all the viewers at home the uh, inside information last minute.
2: How much of that can you tell from the mounting yes. yard?
7: Uh, it's. I think it's really crucial because you get to see how they line up on the day. Um, I've learned a lot since I've started training, so you know a lot as a jockey. Mm. But as you train and you get to know the horses even better, and you you know the ins and outs even more, so um, those final those final moments before the race is really crucial. So. I think it's definitely great to get that inside word. What are the
2: ins and outs, though? Are you looking for a a big bum or nice coat, haircut, plaited mane, plaited tail, some of them roll out with? Looks good. I'm not sure if that helps. I don't know if that helps. Well,
7: it's not a beauty contest out there. If that was the case, then maybe so. But um, I think you just want to look for an athlete, one that's ready to do their best, mainly that they're moving well. Um, The key is obviously to be free in your movement. Muscles are looking good. Um, their demeanour, how they're handling the big occasion of the Melbourne Cup, obviously huge crowds and stuff like that. So there's a few things to consider, but um, just just sometimes those little intricate details that can make the difference between winning and losing, it's a game of inches. So uh, loving being able to bring all of my knowledge I've learned over the years to Mm. the people at home.
1: And there's plenty of lunches going on, Michelle, because it's like Grand Final Week. good, Bill. Plenty going on. good, Bill. Uh, what have you done today? Have you been to the Call of the Card or where have we been today?
7: <laughs> I had a private lunch at the Rock Pool, actually.
1: Oh, <laughs> nice. A private yeah. lunch. Oh.
7: <laughs> had a nice little couple of wines there and, um, yeah, no, it was good.
1: Oh, good. What about tomorrow? Of course, uh, a lot of us, uh, well, we like to have a bet, but a lot of people have their one and only bet for the year. There's three female jockeys, Rachel, Jamie and Holly. How they're on, they're all a chance, aren't they, the girls?
7: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what I love, is we've got three in the race. Before I'd won the Melbourne Cup was three females that had ever ridden in the Melbourne Cup in 155 years. So mm. it's come a long way and we've got three of the best representing us tomorrow. And um, I think my pick of the three, I think Holly's got a great chance on future history, but um, Jamie Carr, our local girl, I think uh, – her chance on More Fallon sticks out to me. She's she's drawn an unlucky barrier of 24, but if she can get a little bit of luck from out there, she's she's on the right horse to run a real sneaky race.
1: Good run in the Geelong Cup.
7: Absolutely, yeah, he yeah. was he was back and he um peeled out the top of the straight had to sort of force his way clear, but then had a really good turn of foot to the line. It was just a great run into the Mm. Melbourne Cup.
2: Hang around. We've got plenty more to talk to you with, especially talking about your Melbourne Cup in 2015
0: after this. This is the Rush Hour's special Melbourne Cup podcast. Daisy
2: and Bill, this is Triple M's Rush Hour. Michelle Payne is stuck around, by the way. You can catch her as part of the 2023 Melbourne Cup Carnival coverage live and free on 10 and 10, play from 10 a.m., Daisy. You certainly can and do yourself a favour and do that. Michelle, 2015, an iconic day as we heard off the top. How many times have you gone back and rewatched it and had to relive it for the punters?
7: To be honest, I've done that many functions. I've watched it enough times to not have to watch it again. But, um... I could take you through every step of the race. It's so embedded in my memory. Um, you go into it so prepared, and honestly, I could take you from every step, from the time I got on him, really, in the mounting yard to, to when we come back. It's um, just an incredible thing that it can stick with you so so vividly.
2: I was watching the replay just before, and somewhere in and around here, and you can give me more of the details, about the 600-metre mark, you're four or five pairs back the pegs, and you just somehow got to get one out, and that's... where it went from there is that somewhere is that uh, a critical move in your recollection of it
7: absolutely um and that's from a lot of preparation work I went back and watched the last sort of eight Melbourne cups in the lead up where the winner generally looks like it comes from in the race and got a good feel for the race um only having had the one ride in it beforehand and Prince Penzance we were lucky to get off the fence probably about 1300 meters from home and got off Three wide, in behind the second favorite trip to Paris. And it gave us a beautiful card up into the race. And um, I was just so excited about the 650 because You're gonna win. I was bolting and um, had so much horse underneath me. And I thought, oh, God, this is the Melbourne Cup. We could win this. Oh. So, yeah, just the most Incredible, amazing feeling. You can How do you imagine?
2: keep your composure, though, in that moment? Oh, yeah. Oh, 650, the biggest race probably old, ever liked to win. Old, is that what you Big doing? old long straight. Is yeah. it the clock tower you wait for like everyone talks about?
7: It is, yep. And um, the thing is, it can be won and lost in that moment. So in my preparation, that's what I sort of drilled into myself, you know, Make sure you keep your composure, and I was sitting there like itching, was like a kid at Christmas <laughs> wanting to open their presents. So I was sitting there on Prince, and I think you know this is where you could you can stuff it all up. So basically, keep your composure. Don't go too early. Mm. Um, got to the straight about the four fifty, peeled off the back of trip to Paris because you don't want somebody to come around you and and put you in a pocket. Got off his back Ooh, and. Bang. Big gust of wind hit us in the face, and I was like, oh, shit, I've gone too early.
1: (laughs) Gone too early. But, oh, it's fantastic. But no. 100 100 to 1. Paid for a lot of people's trip to Paris, by the way. (laughs) Um, What about, I think you said the other day you you saw Prince, uh, and is that Bond still there?
7: I always felt every time I got on Prince Penzance, he knew my voice, and you could feel him. You could feel him relax, and I'd give him a pat, and his whole demeanour would just sort of, you know, calm underneath you. It's been a while now. He's forgotten. forgotten. He might have. He's 15 years old. um, But he looks unbelievable. He's so sprightly in himself. He's looked after by living legends and he's trained at Darren Weir and just lives the life of Riley like he he deserves to live. Darren
1: Weir, where where is he and what's going on there?
7: So he's got a farm out at Malden and he's doing some pre training out there. Has Prince Penzance in between times with um, living legends and. I think he's going good. Good, good.
1: Yeah. Oh, we loved him. Back to drink beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, back. <laughs> he used to drink beer at Swan Hill. Had a pub up there. And... Wow, him and his old man.
2: Crikey! Did and that... you've decided to hang it up. You've had enough of everything. You're done. Media.
7: Getting there. It's. Um. I've got to the end of the season, which is August next year. So, want to make a. You know, make the most of that next year. I've got some um, really nice young horses at home. I'm looking forward to riding into the autumn. And then yeah looking forward to joining the media and whatever else comes my way it's um you know exciting to take that next step out of racing.
1: Bloody hell. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Melbourne Cup tomorrow. Uh one who do you think might be uh, uh go up as uh, the, the winner but also we need one for the ladies.
7: <laughs> uh look I think it's hard to go past the favorites. You've got Warband, got the best rider in the world in in Ryan Moore coming over from a Breeders' Cup victory—he's—he's yeah. he's on fire, but he's just—he's—you can see why he rides for Aidan O'Brien. You know, the best trainer in the world is—is probably the best jockey. But um, we've got also Gold Trip yep. going back to back. Can't yes. see why he can't win, and um, without a fight. So it's—it's it's very hard to go past them. But I—I'm—I'm I'm sticking with the girls. Yeah. Jamie Carr, More Fallons. I think he's a real live lightweight chance at thirty to one.
1: Even Rachel's. Um Gay Waterhouse's horse, that's a gen- Well, Gay always sprukes the horses up. But- Never had a slow one. Never <laughs> had a slow <laughs> Never one. Never had actually. one that couldn't win at the barriers. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome. Thank you very much, Michelle. All the best with what's to come eventually when you do retire, but more uh, in the closer future with what you're doing in the yes. media. It's been terrific.
7: Thanks so much. Looking forward to tomorrow. On your
0: painting. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Bet with the homegrown bookie this spring carnival. Bluebet, download the app for iPhone and Android. What are you really gambling with?